I like the look of the tower right out of the center of my head. Good morning, everybody. It is Carrie from the Whistle Stop Cafe in beautiful Mira, Alberta. We are on location at the Parliament Building, and uh, we've got about three minutes before this honking starts stops. <clears throat> like I said the other day, what we're doing, at least the trucks are doing, is every half hour on the half hour, they are honking for 10 minutes in solidarity, at least in front of the Parliament Building here. And I had to get this far away just so that you could hear me. It is ridiculously down now, loud down there. I have got two things I want to say within about a minute and a half. Number one is the outpouring of people that, uh, that stepped up and uh, made donations and even brought their own shovels for Operation Snowman was freakishly amazing. We've actually been so busy that I haven't been able to get out and uh, take pictures and video of the people shoveling, but uh, I don't know if you can tell. Actually, this is this may not have been shoveled just because it's up here on Parliament Hill, but definitely out on the streets and it was shoveled. But the other thing that I've been tasked with because it seems that no matter who's involved and when you get into, uh, there's three different command centers kind of put together uh, for this, uh, for this weekend, for the, for everything that happens, whether it's adopt a trucker or whether it's uh, talking back and forth to the government, uh, which I'm not privy to, so don't even ask me any questions about that. But what I've been tasked with, and it's a very interesting conversation, is uh, doing the audio and video for the uh, stage that's uh, behind me here. So last weekend, they actually had a really good setup. They had multiple speakers and uh, they had enough stuff that uh, they could have done a, a band with. Unfortunately, this week, that didn't happen. They've only got a couple of speakers, and this weekend, they are estimating uh, over 100,000 people. Now, that could be half a million. It could be 110,000 people. We don't know, but we're anticipating that. So, two speakers is not gonna do it. So I've reached out to a couple of places, and unfortunately, coincidentally, uh, all the equipment has been uh, rented or bought up this week. So we're not quite sure what the next step is going to be. But honestly, I'm almost prepared to buy our own equipment here and uh, set it up because I'm pretty sure it's going to be here at least for a week or so. But that's kind of what my task is. So if you don't see me around with Chris for the next day or so, that's kind of what I'm doing is just trying to do the audio and the video and getting the message out. Uh, what, I, what would be a cool setup is to actually have uh, like uh, a projection on one of the sides of the buildings. I don't think that's going to happen, especially not during the day, but we're going to work on something and I'm pretty sure you'll be impressed. So that's what I'm doing. And oh, oh it's done. Oh, oh, there's always somebody. So anyways, we're going to do some speeches. I think we're doing Canada right away. So I got to rush back and uh, work the soundboard and uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Love you. Thanks for all your support. And uh, I'm pretty sure Chris will talk to you guys later. Bye. Take a deep breath and I can't rehide.
from Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. We're in uh, downtown Ottawa. I want to show you something that uh, things things like this have been happening the entire trip. It is minus 13, feels like minus 27. These are the federal workers that have been uh, basically forced out of a job. Not just the naked guys, this whole circle. This whole circle. Who's next? And I think the symbolism here is that these folks have been left out in the cold. Definitely left out in the cold. Because of their, own, their personal choices over their own bodies. Man, that is a, that's a pretty powerful symbol. And there's uh, there's a couple hundred people here, easy. And his sign, I don't know if you saw the sign. I'm just out here with bare hands. I can't imagine being stripped down, basically forced out of your job that way, and trying to stand up for your freedom. They're gonna walk in a circle, a circle of unity. I feel compelled to get into the circle here too. Yes, he would be cold. 
It's uh, it's it's a powered speaker. It needs to be plugged in. And actually, I'm bringing it to the stage. But if I can find you a uh, if I can find you a battery powered speaker, I'll I'll bring it. Oh yes, I guess that's the point, eh? We've said people don't seem to get involved unless it affects them. And then you kind of change your mind on what's actually going on. And, and here it definitely is, it's affecting all of these people. It's affecting all of us. I pull up beside you as a sign that says 19 years. I'm assuming he was a 19 year worker. He's a public servant. His sign says something along the lines of. Uh, I have four children, Justin, I want my job back. He has four kids asking Trudeau for his job back. That's right. That's exactly what it says. You know, this is absolutely almost unimaginable that in Canada there's demonstrations like this. Yeah. I mean, we, we've seen demonstrations like this in the past. And remember, it was Tibet, I think. Yeah. Where that fella lit himself on yeah. fire protesting what the government was doing. This isn't the country where this stuff's supposed to happen. People move here for the, certainly don't move here for the weather. Well, maybe during the summer. But they move here for the freedom, the opportunity, the jobs. And that all seems to be have taken away unless you get the jab. But then if you do and you get your QR code, is that really freedom? Liberal MPs see this. Somebody tag Trudeau so that uh, maybe it'll show up on his feed. I doubt it. He doesn't care. He's probably sitting by a nice warm fire in his uh, cottage that we happen to know where it is, actually. Yeah, you can see it from the Parliament building. Yes. And it is cold out here. There's no doubt about it. I'm cold, and I'm and just and, you, and you're bundled up. 
It's actually so cold my phone is starting to die because that seems to be what happens out here in the cold. I have an extra battery pack, but I'm going to do that. So I'm going to end the live. But I, this was this is an important thing for people to see as um, it's not just what you're seeing on mainstream where people are. I don't even know what they're actually. I haven't watched mainstream TV, certainly not in the amount of time that I've been here. So I'm, we're just getting reports on what they're showing. But guaranteed you won't see this. Uh, on uh, on CBC, That's they won't be showing this because it's journey, against what they're talking about. So, and it's it's a stain on the federal government. Totally a stain. All right, you guys, stay warm, and uh, we'll be back a little bit later. I think Chris is doing a live in an hour and twenty minutes. Chris, is that? Do you want to talk about what you're doing? No, we'll talk about okay. over there. So, take care, stay warm, love everybody. for Christmas. The division started and it's been getting worse ever since. That's why stuff like this is so important. So as you as you encounter those that you dis or that disagree with us and don't like our message, the most important thing you can do is no matter how badly you're treated or no matter how angry you get at what they're saying, every word and action that comes from you has to be a positive message. It has to be compassionate and from a place of love. And I know it's not easy. I fail at this all the time, believe me. I've had my share of spats with people. But really, the most productive things we can do is have an open dialogue with people. There was a lady that we, we uh, walked past on the street back here earlier today, and she was literally screaming at somebody, telling them to just get it and get back to work and get out of my town. And the fellow responded, I've been out of work for two years because of this. I can't go back to work. And for those who may, may show up here to counter protest, I want to remind you of something. A lot of these men and women who are here, they don't have jobs to go home to. They may not have homes to, homes to go home to. They might not have homes because of what the government has done to us. And it's been an irresponsible, disgusting response to a problem that we could have dealt with in dozens of other ways. And if anybody doesn't believe me, and they don't understand what I'm talking about, there are at least six doctors and scientists in this town right now who dropped everything 
to come to Ottawa and tell you that there was another path. One of them was the medical advisor to the White House. These are not fringe minority doctors. These are experts in their field who have been standing up and speaking out for two years saying there was another path. And it turns out it's looking like they were right. So now our Trudeau government and, in, and where I'm from, our Alberta provincial government, their job has shifted to try and keep us fighting amongst each other and take the focus off what they've done to us. So we need to remember this weekend, this is about unity. And unity, unity doesn't happen when you have an angry discussion with people. Unity comes when you recognize that yes, somebody else may be inconvenienced by something. And we need to be understanding of that. We need to be compassionate of that. And we need to share our stories and, and tell them that, you know what? We have been inconvenienced too. And if we don't stand up, if we don't unify in Canada, if we don't unite and ignite our country towards unity, it will never end. And we all want it to end. We all want to go home, even though this is so much fun. I mean, we've all got kids and family at home waiting for us. We want to go see them. But we will not stop until our country is, has enough motivation and encouragement to stand up for themselves in every city across Canada and say we've had enough. We are free men and women in this country. And when we unite and we speak up, there is nothing on this world that can stop us. Don't forget that. Oh, I think they're gonna start honking, guys. Oh dear, because Parliament is finished session at 2 p.m. and I think they're gonna give them hell. So we'll start the music, we'll bring the pastor after the honking's done. We can just keep our on out of the human's way. We just care about you guys not getting hurt. Okay, so that's all that's about. That's just about safety. Hate to be that nerdy. Watch out. Here come the DJs. Hold the line, folks. Hold the line. to say with our friends. Everybody, be loving and warm. Yeah. yeah! Woo! In the name of God, the most compassionate, the most merciful, I was given five minutes to talk today, but I would have loved more time, but I'll try and put it into five minutes, hopefully. So, today I want to quickly cover a verse in our uh, holy book, the Quran. And I'll read the verse. It says, it's, it's God speaking uh, to all of, his, all of his people. Uh, he says, when my servants ask you, O prophet, about me, I am true I am truly near. I respond to one's prayer when they call upon me. So let them respond with obedience to me and believe in me, perhaps they will be guided to the right way. Now the ayat the, the verse begins with I'm waiting for you to ask about me. God says he's waiting for you to ask about me. He's not waiting for you to talk to me, just to ask about me. And he says I am near. He goes on to say, it doesn't matter when you call me, I will answer how far from imperfection our Lord is. He responds immediately. 
Now, there's a gift in this verse that I want to cover. It's a particular thing that God says that you it's subtle and you need to look into the verse to catch it. There's a difference between saying, I respond to the call of any caller, as opposed to saying, I respond to the call of the caller. When you say, any caller, can they be known or not known? Not known. But when God says, the caller, now this is someone who's known. God says, oh, someone, someone uh, prayed to me from Ottawa. He prayed to me. No. God says, I knew this person. He called on to me specifically and he hears your prayer and know that the only criteria for God to hear your prayer is that you are a caller. He didn't say a righteous, a righteous person called on to me. Can the person be bad or good? Of course. Does it need to be a good person? You call on to your Lord and he is there. And I'll end with this. You can say, you know, I haven't been connected for years. Maybe you haven't prayed. Maybe you think you've done sin, you know, but God is near and you call on Him and He responds. Thank you.
So as you can see, there's nothing to fear except for having some fun. to the people of Ottawa and the business owners in the downtown core. There's nothing to fear downtown right now. The worst thing that'll happen is you might meet somebody who smiles at you. I know it's frightening, isn't it? After two years of not being able to see people's faces, maybe seeing a smile might be a little bit frightening, but you'll get used to it. I can tell you it's a lot, it's a lot more fun. It's a lot nicer on this side. So to the business owners, you guys and girls have had a tough time over the past two years. Your businesses, some of them in downtown Ottawa, as has been the case in the rest of Canada, have been destroyed. Uh, there's a lot of empty shops here. And talking to the locals, they're, they're telling us that there's a lot of businesses that aren't going to open up again down here. They're gone forever. And yeah, another business will take its place eventually. That's not the point. The point is that there's a lot of people who have been severely inconvenienced by these restrictions. So if you have a business in Ottawa and you closed it because you're scared of this demonstration, I'm gonna encourage you, I'm gonna plead with you, come back to work, open your business because there is a, there are a lot of people here who want to shop in your shops. They want to buy your food. They wanna, they wanna talk to you and uh, they want to give you their money in exchange for your goods and services. So right now is the perfect opportunity to start the recovery that's much needed in, uh, uh, in, in business in Canada. Open your shops. Let us come and buy your stuff. You won't be sorry. And as you can see, or as you've seen, I hope you've seen, uh, the people that are involved in this demonstration, they are committed to uh, being respectful. I know the horns are, can get annoying. They're shoveling sidewalks. I don't know if you can see in that last video, but there hasn't been any city snow removal equipment down here at all. This, all the snow has been removed off the sidewalks and the street by people with snow shovels. That's what's going on down here. It's not scary. It's amazing. All these people are coming together. They have a unified voice. They want their lives back. They want their rights and freedoms back. And uh, they want to shop at your stores. So get down here, get back to work, make some money, meet some people, and 
let's start talking to each other and 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 getting past this narrative the media is spinning about this fearful white supremacist demonstration that's going on that's not what this is about at all it's just people being people and thank you to the businesses who have stayed open in the downtown core throughout this um, we're very happy to go in and and buy coffees and food and trinkets at your stores and if you're one of the, those that have stayed open please reach out to your fellow business owners who haven't and tell them what this is like so they can get back to work and they can start the much-needed recovery anyway I'll be back a little later on this afternoon and uh, enjoy your days hey everybody Chris from the Whistlestop Cafe in Ottawa Ontario and I gotta tell you our brothers and sisters from Quebec they sure know how to throw a party for two years. That's the way to put down salt.
back up to the hill and see what's going on up there. So some of you might have seen that we put out a call to help with a little bit of fundraising for this demonstration. Um, one of the things we've already done is we've bought pizza for everybody tomorrow, whether they're from the demonstration or just someone from Ottawa or wherever who wants to come down and have some fun and enjoy some lunch. And yes, it is kid friendly. So you're not gonna see any of this on the, on the news. Uh, I recently read an article CTV put out uh, saying that the chief of police of Ottawa, I think his name is uh, Slowly, Slowly, S-L-O-L-Y. His statement was, there's been so much uh, law-breaking and disgusting activity and harassment and terror going on down here that uh, it, the list is so long that he's unable to make the list. But I haven't seen one legitimate police report or anything of anything that anybody involved in this demonstration's done. And what they're not telling you is that this road here, this road was, uh, that was cleared by the truckers. Everything. Yeah, people, everything. The statue was cleaned. You hear that? The most love you'll ever feel. All of that stuff was cleaned up by this group. We hear that a lot. We hear that a lot so yeah all this all this no I don't have sorry about so all of all of the surfaces here no we've been here for a few days yeah all this snow snow removal was done by volunteers somebody donated a bunch of snow shovels through uh, operation snowman and yeah the city couldn't get down here to do it and maybe they wouldn't i don't know so they just did it themselves you notice there's no garbage anywhere the news is saying there's garbage piling up everywhere and it's, there's health hazards but people are going around handing out garbage bags taking garbage from trucks and putting it in dumpsters bringing dumpsters in they got garbage bags hanging all over the place so that there's nothing on the ground if you uh, if you come down here and see what's going on, you'll see people. If there's something on the ground, some people just stop and pick it up, and that doesn't happen in Edmonton, rarely, or maybe not in Ottawa. I don't know. But these people are really trying to trying to be uh, good good guests in Ottawa. Yes, I know the honking is annoying. I get it. Another thing the news hasn't told you. That's Santa. 
Another thing the news hasn't reported, and uh, on that note, CTV was down here with the camera crew earlier today. I'm sure they were looking for a crazy to interview. They couldn't find one. They tried to go and get video of uh, people desecrating monuments, but there were truckers standing around the monuments, uh, making sure that nobody messed with them or did anything distasteful. And they told CTV to get lost. They couldn't find a crazy to interview, so they didn't, they didn't talk to anybody. They walked right past the group of organizers and some people that are kind of in leadership roles down by the stage here. They didn't talk to one of them. They haven't put out any press releases talking about the three arrests that occurred over the last few days. And yes, people got arrested, but guess who it was? It was local counter-protesters. One was bear mace, one person had a long rifle, and another person was arrested and charged for mischief. Nothing to do with this group. But did you see that on the news? Of course not.
Okay, we'll be back in a few minutes.
It's Chris from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. What a crazy day it's been. Um, as most people know, the GoFundMe that raised over $10 million for this trucker's convoy was nuked today. Blown up. Gone. Gonzo. They issued emails to donors saying that they could uh, send in a, a form to request their a refund of their donation. And somebody mentioned that maybe that might not be the best idea. Maybe you should do a chargeback on your card. Phone your credit card company, phone your bank and say, hey, we need to reverse this charge. And then GoFundMe is responsible for the charges. Wouldn't that be interesting? If there was 10 million people that, no, it wouldn't be 10 million. Let's say there was a million, a million people, 750,000, a million. 10 bucks I don't know, however many people donated, lots of people donated. Imagine if GoFundMe had to pay a service charge on every one of those that got reversed. Wouldn't that be something? Maybe that would teach them something about um, picking and choosing which protests they support. Like the protest they supported um, that was actually burning towns down 
and leaving death and destruction in its path. Not the trucker's convoy. This one was a couple years ago. GoFundMe was all over that and stood with them. Maybe it would teach the left a little bit about cancel culture. So, anyway, uh, I'm going to go through the uh, that, that bad news, because that's pretty much the only bad news. Uh, and I'm going to go through some uh, kind of not-so-positive stuff. And then I'm going to end with some really, really cool stuff about tomorrow. So, this morning, uh, I've, I kind of got wind as to what was going on with this GoFundMe. I've been trying to keep my thumb on the pulse for a few days, ever since I got here. And I, I noticed that things weren't progressing with it. There was always, you know, oh, there's more lawyers. Oh, there's more this, there's more that. And I had a bad feeling about it. And meanwhile, there's thousands of people here who need things. And there's uh, entertainment being set up. They need sound systems. And there was talk about a a big screen and stuff like that. They were trying to do things and there was no money to do it. So I had considered doing a little bit of fundraising on my own to try and get this stuff handled, but I thought, you know what, I better not because every time I do fundraising, uh, people like that Michael B. Dink go on Facebook and they tell people that I'm actually stealing from them um, because he's a dink. And this is a guy that used to be my friend, but obviously now he's not. Uh, because I got something that he didn't, and uh, he believes that nobody should be free to choose what they put in their own body, even though he's a veteran, which is really disturbing. A veteran who doesn't believe in freedom at all. But whatever. Um, he can be free to think like that if he wants, even though it's disgusting and unethical and immoral. He's a dink. Anyway... Um, so yeah, I had been thinking about doing a little bit of fundraising for this cause for a while, but uh, as a lot of you know, every time I do something like that, there's a group of people that absolutely go ballistic. Their heads explode, their eyes point different directions, you can actually see smoke coming out of their ears. The, the, the pounding of the keyboard actually sets off the seismic responses in Alberta, and it leaves geologists wondering uh, what the hell is going on. But really, it's just them pounding on their keyboards and stomping their feet. They also stomp their feet lots. Did I mention they can look at two direct in two directions at once? Anyway, so like I figured, their heads exploded when I uh, offered to do some fundraising for these folks. And the way I worded it was basically, if you know who I am and you trust me to do the right thing with your money, um, I will do the best to facilitate using it for... Uh, the most efficient purposes I can, as I see fit out here. If you don't like it, get bent, don't give me your money, I don't really care. So that's kind of how I worded it. So basically, if somebody sends me $100, I'm going to use it as I see fit. If I want to go and uh, go and buy somebody lunch, I'll go buy somebody lunch. If I want to go and buy 200 large pizzas for the gathering that's happening down at the hill tomorrow, I'll do that. Oh, I did that. You did? Oh, yes, we did that. I actually ordered 200 large pizzas, and they're being delivered at noon, uh, 12.30, and 1 o'clock tomorrow in the, in the park at the Hill. So if you're in Ottawa, um, why don't you come on down, enjoy some pizza, and talk to some people who are standing up for their rights and freedoms and yours as well. 
and enjoy some pizza. Did I mention the pizza already? Yeah, you did. Yes. So we bought a whole bunch of pizza. Uh, 200 large pizzas. We like feeding people. Also, uh, uh, my name is Chris. I'm from the Whistle Stop Cafe in Mira, Alberta. And I really enjoy feeding people. So we bought 200 pizzas. So that's just one of the things I did. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to have a little bit of a better grasp on who's actually taking charge of doing formal fundraising for this convoy because I don't want to do it. Uh, I just want to help out where I can. And I've seen over the past few days that there's areas that if I had some cash to throw at it, I would have. So I'll be doing that tomorrow. I think we raised about $6,000 today, which isn't a pile of money, but it's absolutely amazing for uh, just a little bit of effort today. And a lot of people stepping up and saying, hey, Chris, we trust you. Um, do what you want with this. And uh, let's. we want to support this convoy. So that's what we're doing, supporting as best we can. Uh, so what I'm going to do is tomorrow I'll find out who's legitimate and actually raising funds to do this properly. And I'll post that on my page. I have become aware of a few of them already, uh, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, support them until I actually talk to them and find out the details because I refuse to be part of a GoFundMe round two. That's just not cool. It is interesting that people like Elon Musk are even support, uh, speaking out in supporting the truckers. And they're speaking out against what GoFundMe has done to these folks. Um, so this small fringe minority includes some of the most rich and powerful people in the world, which is very interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that. But anyway, tomorrow, uh, there's going to be some speeches and music. There's going to be some live bands. I think there's a DJ from 7 till 10 uh, down at the hill. It's going to be absolutely amazing. There's bouncy castles set up. There's children playing. There's babies. There's pets. There's all different races and religions and genders down there at the park. And it is not terrifying by any means. The only people that may consider it terrifying... Um, are those disgusting pieces of crap who are actually... Am I allowed to say that? Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? These fine folks who are, who are trying, trying to paint this as some sort of a... What are they saying? What's the newest thing? Are they calling it an orgy yet? No, no not yet. Are they calling... Is it a cult? Have they said that? I think they have. I think they have called it a cult. I'm not sure which stage they're on right now of what they're calling this, but they're idiots. It's not terrifying. It's not racist. It has been intolerable and unprecedented. The range of illegal, dangerous, and unprecedented. The range of illegal and dangerous activities and unacceptable activities, and is, unacceptable activities is beyond the ability to list. Ottawa, you need a new police chief. This guy is an absolute fool with a T. That's a tool. You just got rid of one. It's time to get rid of the other one. He's actually saying that there's too much of that to list. What kind of a police chief can't actually take down and write down and keep track of the laws that are being broken? Especially... If the only laws that are being broken are parking and noise violations. 
And don't even bother bringing up your counselor, Catherine McJason Kenny. Is that her name? It's McKenny. McKenny. Sorry, Catherine McKenny. Uh, talking about how people are being terrorized downtown and raped. She said that. The police chiefs, pardon me, CBC News said that three people have been arrested in uh, uh, that are with this convoy. One was a weapons charge. One was, which was bear, bear mace, by the way, bear spray. One was a long rifle and one was mischief. Guess what? They're not part of the convoy. They're locals. The guy with the gun, he's a local with a known local to the police with mental health issues who showed up here with a gun. Not part of the convoy, not part of the protest, a resident of Ottawa. A crazy resident of Ottawa. Just like the police chief and the counselor who are lying through their teeth to you and feeding this crap to CBC and CTV who's repeating it without checking it, without doing their due diligence and uh, trying to make you think that this is a dangerous, uh, racist... What, other, what else was there? I keep forgetting. I was going to say, mention the CTV crew that we saw today. Yeah, they're trying to paint it as something it is absolutely not. And I encourage you, I implore you, please come down and check it out. Uh, the only thing that could be considered intimidating is the amount of smiles. It's scary, especially if you're not used to seeing that many smiles. And yes, the horns. The horns can be very loud. And I will say that I have been having conversations with some of the guys in the trucks. And I've mentioned, hey, you know, we really do want to keep Ottawa, the people in Ottawa, our friends. Um, we don't want to turn them against us. So can we please... As a suggestion, try to limit the amount of honking we're doing and let these folks get some peace and quiet. I do agree with that. Um, we are not trying to terrorize anybody. We're trying to make a statement that people need to stand up for themselves. So I do understand that the horns are annoying and it's making it difficult to sleep. However, the last few nights, I haven't really heard any horns. So I do know it has scaled down significantly from what it was before. Um, but we are working on that and I will continue to spread that message to please try and keep it down so that that residents of Ottawa get a break and uh, they can have some normalcy to their lives because as much as I love to bother the MPs, sorry guys, especially the ones that I talk to, uh, I, I don't want to piss off the people of Ottawa any more than we already have. But please come down, meet some people, shake some hands, wear a glove if you have to. We're all going to be wearing gloves anyway because it's freezing. And even though it's freezing cold, there are still people dancing in the streets. How can you consider that terrifying? People are dancing in the streets. They're hugging each other. They're smiling. They're having a blast. People are giving away food. They're, I, I can't even walk a block without somebody asking me if I need something or handing me a, a little bag full of snacks or a package of cookies. Jess, what was the name of the, the girl that made those cookies? She loves cookies, so she probably ate them wrapper and all, and now we don't have the little tag on them anymore. Probably. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, um, Jess 
uh, robbed some woman on the sidewalk of her cookies. Sorry, she didn't rob her. What did you do? She pushed her over and took her cookies violently. Oh, she offered her the cookies. This young lady offered Jesse's cookies. And the cookies have a label on them. And it says, I'm going to show it. I'll just show it. You're going to love this. This is possibly the most terrifying thing I've seen all day. Absolutely terrifying. Let me just... Okay. Is it going to be backwards, really? Yeah, because you're right now you're... you're ha- ah, you're crap, backwards. it's backwards. Okay, here's what it says. Made with heart by Peyton, age 12. Don't give up. There you go. Made with heart. That's terrifying. This little girl literally is killing people and making cookies out of their hearts and giving them to people on Wellington. That's going to be CBC's headline tomorrow. Little girl murders people. Little girl trucker. 12-year-old trucker. 12-year-old little girl trucker murders people, cuts them up, takes out their hearts, and makes them into cookies and sells them to people on the parkway. That's going to be CBC's story tomorrow because that's how ridiculous they are. No. Made with love by Peyton, age 12. Don't give up. Thank you very much, Peyton. And thank you to all those people who were who have been bringing baked goods. Um, I actually did see a tweet about that. Someone said uh, something like, my mom or my family or somebody is talking about how the um, they're being harassed and bullied and intimidated and threatened and punched in the face and and, and people are cutting their legs off downtown. And my mom's like, um, I've been baking cookies and bringing them down there for them and shaking their hands and hugging them. Like little old ladies are, are, are walking through crowds of people at Parliament Hill with train horns blaring in their ears. Maybe they can't hear anyway. That's true. Well, <coughs> some can, some can't. Um, train horns blaring in their ears techno music raging in the background, people dancing, Jamaican dudes smoking great big fat strange smelling cigarettes, which is apparently legal in Canada, right? It is legal? Canada? Yes, it is legal to smoke those big fat sticky cigarettes. But those are the types of things that are happening down there. Um, And little old ladies are walking around shaking people's hands, telling them thank you for being there. It's absolutely wonderful. And please, please come down and check it out. I I don't know why you would want to be stuck at home, fearful, thinking about what CBC is telling you, that people are getting raped on the streets. That's, not only is it a lie, but it's kind of like using racism as a weapon against people you don't agree with. Like, how dare they use something like that as a means to tarnish just normal people who have no intention or thoughts of doing that and would probably, if they found something like that going on, would probably be in jail for a much more serious charge because I don't think a lot of these truckers would let somebody even make it to court if they found out that was happening. These are good, honest, hardworking people not all of them are perfect. I know I am definitely not perfect. Sometimes I swear. Sometimes I call people dinks. Mike B. 
I did it again. You did it again. Crap. Goodness. Totally going to get fired. But at the end of the day, this is just a bunch of Canadians. They're having fun. It's a big old party. It's a blast. Kids are having fun. Pets are having fun. The dogs aren't running away with their tails between their legs because they're so terrified of the little girls killing people and cutting out their hearts and making cookies out of them. It's just not happening. And as for the even more ludicrous claims of people urinating in the streets. Actually, I think there may be people peeing in the alley, which is unfortunate. I think people actually are peeing in the alley. But from what I know about Ottawa, a lot of people pee in the alleys. They even poop in the alleys. I, I, I don't know about that. Sometimes they poop on people's cars. Well, that's me. What? Again? I'm just kidding. No, but people do actually pee in alleys all the time in every town across Canada. It happens. But let me tell you something. We applied for permits, and when I say we, I mean as a collective group, because I don't apply for any permits because I do what I want. Um, that's not true. I actually do apply for permits. The city wouldn't give permits for porta potties. They want to bring in some porta potties and put them where there's people so that people can poop and pee in a porta potty instead of peeing in an alley. I haven't seen anybody pooping in the alleys, in case you're wondering, uh, although I don't actually look for that. But there's been stories coming out about people throwing feces on walls and strange things like that. Like, is that really what the news thinks of truckers? That they're a bunch of wall pooping, alley peeing, just, what's the word? Neanderthals? Is that a proper word? I don't know. I don't even know what pees and poops in the alley. But we don't do that. We hold it until we find a store that's open. And then we go in there and we buy something from the store. We leave a giant tip and we drop a deuce in their bathroom. That's what truckers do. We use the washroom and we use porta potties if we have them. I'm very fortunate that I have a hotel here so that I can do my business here. Um, but it, it would be fantastic if the city would actually allow porta potties in the downtown core. It'd be wonderful. I'm sure there'd be lots of people who would rather pee in one of those than in an alley. But if you're going to start harping about somebody peeing in an alley right now, this conversation about this subject has gone on way too long. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah. Just please uh, let them bring some porta potties down. It's really not going to hurt, and it's gonna it it's just going to make a shitty situation a little bit better. I don't get it. In my opinion. Let's moving on from that subject. Let's get back to pizza. So one of the benefits to having this many people in your town, even though there's some horn honking, um, they might terrify you with their smiles, uh, that, that sort of thing. They're going to spend money. My battery's dead again. They're going to spend money in your business. <coughs> Do you know how much... 200 large pizzas cost? It cost $2,500. I just went and spent $2,500 in a pizza joint so that everybody, truckers and just regular citizens, could enjoy pizza in the park. $2,500. Do 
That's the kind of thing we're doing here. And to all those of you who have businesses downtown that have them closed because the government told you they were all a bunch of raging savages and we're going to pillage, loot, and rape your entire downtown core and then burn everything down and also steal the airplanes from your airport and sink them in the canal so that nobody can ever ice skate again. And then we're going to actually bury your pets in your front yard so that every time you go out, you see the hole where your pet used to be and it makes you even sadder. And then we take your tears and we drink them and we use those drunken tears to go in the alleys and pee. It's fake. It's all fake. I, got, I couldn't keep it up any longer. I'm way overtired. Way overtired. But you've been lied to. The media is tricking you. Those CTV punks were down. I said it. Did it again. I got to stop insulting people. Those CTV punks were. Oh my goodness. Those CTV punks were down there. And looking for videos. They were trying to find a swastika or a Confederate flag. Or anything that they could report on to say. Look at. These people are all evil. There's a freaking Confederate flag down there. They're actually going to murder your pets. They didn't find anything like that. They couldn't find any crazies to talk to because I wasn't available at the time. And also I had slept. Um, so they went down to the war memorial to try and find some defecation on a monument. They couldn't find that. What they did find was a bunch of truckers protecting that monument, making sure nobody messed with it. And uh, I think at the end of the day, they took some videos of some horn honking and then they portrayed it. They, they put the voiceover with the, with the reporter person talking and then had the horns up just loud enough in the background so that it was kind of annoying so that you'd get that feeling of how annoying the horns are. But you know what they missed? They didn't take any videos of people smiling, shaking hands, hugging. I don't think they got any video of people dancing in the streets. They didn't get any video of the... Uh, the Christian pastor who went up on the stage and spoke right before a Muslim fellow went up on the stage and spoke. They didn't bother telling you that. They didn't bother telling you that that Muslim fella approached this group and said, hey, you know, we support what you're doing. And we were going to do a ceremony last week uh, to honor the and remember the folks that were we lost in that, that mosque shooting. Do you remember the mosque shooting? It was horrible uh, a few years back. Well, last week was the anniversary and the city said, it's too scary. You can't go down there. You cannot go commemorate and remember that happened so that we can make sure it doesn't happen again in Canada because we're inclusive and we love each other and we're accepting and we have to make sure that we carry on the memory and legacy of those that we've lost um, when, when, our, when our country fails us. They said, don't go down there and do that because you have to be fearful. And this fella came down there and he stood on that stage and he read from his Bible, from his book, a little bit. He said a message, message to the crowd after a Christian pastor was on stage. And then he went to Parliament Hill and he prayed. Does that sound like a terrifying experience to you? Or does that sound like the people here, here the men and women here? are Canadians who want to get back to being Canadians. Nobody cares what religion you are. Nobody cares what color you are. Actually, I do. I care what color you are. I care what gender you are. No, I don't. I'm just kidding. 
The only thing I care is that you treat me with respect and I'll treat you with respect. And that's what this is all about. Getting back to a place where we can accept each other. And don't let your idiotic, garbagey human being authorities try and paint this into something it's not because you are going to miss out on something absolutely wonderful. <coughs> yes, you're going to have to put up with some horns, but you're going to be much, much, much richer inside for it. I can't even tell you how many people that I, I meet during the day and they tell me this is one of the most wonderful experiences of their lives. Horns and all. I talked to a stuntman that probably was, what, four times my size? Yes. The guy was a freaking, like, yeah, he was a refrigerator. And he told me that what he's seen here over the last few days, like, he, he he's cried. Yes, a man cried. A big man cried. Because it was so emotional for him to see how people are actually having some fellowship again. And they're, they're just accepting each other. Oh, and also, you gotta see these crazy Quebecers down here. These guys are freaking awesome. Like, they brought this huge sound system down there. And they are partying like it's 19 friggin' 99. You would not believe it. Like, these Quebec folks are awesome. I had no idea how cool they were until I came to Ottawa. And, man, every time I go up and talk to one of these these folks, uh, even the ones that can't speak English, we have great conversations. We really do. You know, I say what little French I know. We. Oui. Who else said the man? What did you just say to me? Who else said the man? Anyway, <laughs> these folks from Quebec... Uh, it's awesome as an Albertan to come here and speak to them because the media kind of gives this idea that Albertans and Quebecers just hate each other. And that is the farthest thing from the truth. <laughs> These Quebecers, like they are so happy to talk to me or anybody for that matter. They're just happy people, probably because they party like it's 1999. And that whole idea that Alberta and Quebec are butting heads is completely gone here. It doesn't even exist. There's no provincial border. The only way uh, that you can tell the difference between us is because one of us talks funny and the other one doesn't. I'll leave it for you to decide who talks funny, who doesn't. But it's all in perception, right? My point is, there's no provincial borders here. We have people from all over Canada, all races, all genders, all everything, uh, even all political views. Believe it or not, there's some liberals here. And they're ashamed of their party. Because liberal isn't about being liberal. It's about doing what Trudeau says. <clears throat> Don't tell him I said that. He might have this video taken down like he had the GoFundMe taken down. What a dink. <laughs> I did it again. Anyway, that's pretty much all I wanted to say. Uh, thank you to those who put your faith in me and you sent me your cash. You sent me your money that you work for so that I could use it here to help out as I see fit. And I will do that. I started with 200 pizzas. Actually, no, we started with shovels. Yes. Shovels. And shovel, then. Shoveling pizza now. 
And now we're going to help people shovel pizza into their mouths. Oh my goodness, the media is going to run with that. Chris Scott from the Whistle Stop Cafe shoves snow shovel in everybody's mouth. It's not going to happen. Anyway, on to the pizza. And then tomorrow we're going to figure something else. I'm going to go talk to some truckers, see if they need anything. We'll get them what, what they need. Maybe we'll go visit some shops in the downtown core. And we'll buy something for truckers and leave ridiculous tips. Because why not? Why not reward those business people for risking their very lives? Risking their lives, literally cheating death in order to go to work amongst truckers from all over Canada. Deadly, terrifying, horrifying, terribly ugly face for radio truckers. Those, those business owners definitely deserve a big tip. So, if I haven't scared you off with my insane uh, lack of sleep rambling, please take the time to come down here tomorrow. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You do not want to miss it. And tell your friends. And if nothing else, come down for the free pizza. You don't even have to talk to people. But I'm pretty sure you're going to want to. And if you're one of the folks that are in the convoy and supportive of it, if somebody approaches you, like that lady that we we encountered today, and they start screaming at you about how you're the problem and just get jabbed and get the hell out of here and get back to work. And then when, like, don't, don't talk to them about, about the, the, the vax or the restrictions or any of that, just tell them thank you for being there and give them a smile and walk away because people that are going to approach you like that, you, you cannot, you can't get anywhere with facts. Facts are not going to do anything for you here. Debate is not going to do anything for you. Just let them do their thing. Let them see you smile. Don't give them any reasons not to smile and walk away. That's it. There apparently will be some sort of a counter protest tomorrow. I think the group has grown in numbers. It's swelled. The group is swollen. 12. 12? 100? No, it's just 12 people. 12? 12. No, doubled like 24. 24? No, there's got to be more than that. There's got to be like 100 or something. I don't think it's a very big group, but it doesn't matter. We need to be very accepting and understanding of their views. And right now, the majority of the problem they have is that there's horns honking, they're not getting sleep, it's getting annoying, and just like me, when I don't get any sleep, they may be getting a little bit insane, and I don't blame them. That's why I say, don't engage, smile, walk away. Offer a handshake, offer a piece of pizza, hell, Tell them it looks like they might need a Mars bar. No, don't do that. That's condescending. Um, anyway, just... Treats. Treats, yeah. And bring the kids. There's bouncy castles. If you can get the adults off them. It's true. Speaking of adults, did you know there's a man standing half naked in the middle of an intersection today down there? Strangest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I looked in the mirror and I was like, what the heck am I doing standing naked in the intersection? Just kidding. It wasn't me. So there was a guy standing in his underwear in the intersection in minus Ottawa, which is a lot. 
Uh, and the reason he was doing it, he is a federal employee who has been left out in the cold because he refuses to do something to his body that the government tells him to do. And around him, there was probably two, three, 200 people, 250 people, a couple hundred, anyway. a couple hundred people anyway, all around him holding hands, supporting him. And I started looking at signs and I realized that all these people were federal workers standing in unity with their half-naked brother, mostly naked, 90% naked brother. And it was very cold, so there's nothing to see anyway. It's cold. I'm, everybody's watched Seinfeld. But my point is that those federal workers were standing in unity, in solidarity with one of their brothers who lost his job, has four kids to feed. And because of that, like because of these mandates, that man lost his ability to earn money and feed his children. And that's a very power, powerful image, not just because it was cold. It's a very powerful image because that man was literally left out in the cold by our government. But he wasn't left out in the cold by his fellow Canadians. Very, very powerful image. I do have to scrub it out of my brain, but powerful nonetheless. So maybe I'll, uh, I'll leave that for you to think about as you go to bed tonight. Half naked man standing in an intersection. Sorry. <clears throat> but please, please try and understand the significance of that, of what we saw down there today. And that's happening all over the place. And if you look at this from a bigger picture, that's exactly what this is. We're a bunch of half naked men standing in an intersection in solidarity with the rest of Canada who are giggling at us because it's cold outside. But it's still a very significant movement. People did hug him. Yes, there were lots of people that hug him. There was actually another man who even went into the circle and got half naked with him. Yeah. Yes. Which was also disturbing to me, but very comforting nonetheless. Oh, crap. Now people are going to say I'm homophobic. That's not what I meant. I just meant I, it was disturbing to me because as I looked at those guys, I felt cold and I couldn't imagine how it felt. Aha. Maybe we should start looking at these people who are losing their jobs, like these truckers who can't feed their families anymore, who are possibly losing their homes. And maybe we should start trying to feel what they're feeling every time we hear a horn. Anyway, uh, I have to go and wash the taste of my foot out of my mouth because it's been planted in there a few times during this rant. Uh, I'm going to hit the hay. I have to be up very, very early in the morning in order to participate in some of the discussions around what's going to happen in the next few days. I'm very excited about it, and I'm very, very excited for the opportunity to meet some people tomorrow who don't agree with me. I would love to shake your hand and have a discussion. Just don't do that spitty talk at me. I don't like the spitty talk. Moistly. Don't talk moistly at me. I really don't like it. I was talking to someone the other day, and they spitty talked right in my eye, 
very uncomfortable because you never know, like, okay, I know it's in my eye, but do they see it? And do I actually reach up and move it out of my eye and let them know that I know they spat in my eye and make them uncomfortable? Or do I just stand here and be uncomfortable with the spit in my eye? It's a tough one. So, yes, please don't froth at the mouth and spit in my eye. But I would love to have conversations with you. Anyway, I'm going to bed because this is just going farther and farther off the rails the longer we go. Uh, and honestly, I'm so tired, I'm actually feeling a little bit delirious now. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, I hope you appreciated my efforts to uh, get this stuff off my chest. And I also hope that you appreciate the opportunity to have some pizza tomorrow and possibly uh, put some weight on your hips. And have a great night. Love yous. Michael Beezadink. We got this Canadian convoy, ACB 